hello. Welcome back to Live, Let, Thrive. How y'all doing? This is episode five. I'm good today. How about you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Uh, episode, uh, yeah, episode five, Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about Airbnb, that world, that life. Share economy. Share economy, short-term rentals, everything that that involves. Yeah. And today we have our very first special guest, Uh-oh. which is my beautiful wife, Mahogany. Oh, snap. Applause for Mahogany. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Mahogany, how does it feel to be amongst the giants of the Airbnb industry? The gurus. You know, the rock oh, stars, if you will. I feel so special. You should. You really, really should. I don't know why. I don't know why Micah's laughing. I've been waiting forever to meet you guys. <laughs> well, your dream has come true. So, uh, well, we have big news. I'll let you announce it. Airbnb news. We became super hosts. Oh, see, you guys, yes, we're super hosts now. Sorry for the delay. It's just that listening to the podcast and then real life is happening much faster. So I'm like, oh, that's old news. What do you mean? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah we're super hosts now. We've been waiting and waiting that is awesome. and it finally happened. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So now I, I will finally stay at y'all's place because <laughs> I only stay at super hosts place, you know. Oh, okay. That's just okay. how I roll. We weren't good enough for him. <laughs> no, not before. Yeah, it was too low rent for me. Um, so that's great news. And y'all, and I've heard, and y'all told me that you have some interesting stories for this week's podcast. So Man. I'm, I'm really stoked. I'm excited to hear these stories. Uh, you want to start off with the uh, guest who thought he was finessed? Oh, <laughs> yeah. A guest who thought he was finessed. He yeah, was, a okay. guest who I, thought I wanna he was this. finessed. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so, kind of got cussed out yesterday. Go ahead. Yeah, we got told off. Well, usually, Micah will be handling the business text messages during the day because I'm working a more active job, so I can't just sit there over my phone. And he has more of like a desk job, so he's able to respond to people and things. So, you know, I get all the notifications to my phone, too. So I'll just read them as they come in if I catch them if I'm not driving. Um, there's this one guy... It started like two days before he actually checked into the hotel. I mean, into the resort, one of our timeshares. He had been asking a lot of questions like, hey, can I come by and see the place? Um, is this in there? Does it have that? And asking us a lot of questions, which we're pretty used to. So we're like, okay, this guy's been asking questions for like a whole three days before his trip. So he's he knows what he's expecting. And a quick reset. They, they uh, Mike... Uh, Micah and Mahogany rent out their timeshares on Airbnb, yeah. in case you didn't hear the previous episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guest was trying to rent out one of y'all's timeshares. Yeah. Yeah. And once he got there, I guess it wasn't exactly what he expected it to be. And I don't know. I know this is a family friendly, so I'm not going to say exactly what he said, <laughs> I don't think. I'll say this. He didn't read the description at all, because like oh, no. everything he asked was clearly in the description. Like he asked, uh, will you be there? Clearly in my description, we will not be there. You can call or text us if you need anything. So, yeah, he started kind of cussing at us. And he said, this is oh. not what you're um, advertising. advertising. This is not what I expected. And then I had to text Micah because I was like looking to the side. I see his messages coming in. And I saw the guy cussing at us. I'm like, whoa. whoa. I text Micah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, because I, I went right at him as soon as he did it, too, man. Yeah, oh, he said, hold up, play it. That's when I knew it was about to go down if I didn't tell Micah to calm down. I'm like, Dang. Yeah, because I texted back. I was like, hold up, player. Did you read the description? And he, he never responded. But the funny thing is he checked out today. And he, he hasn't left us a review yet. I haven't left him a review. So if we do leave him a review, I don't know if he's going to fire back and leave us one because he's going to get that notification. So I've been kind of hesitant on leaving him a review. But even at that, if he says anything like, hey, this place wasn't what I expected, I have 40 other reviews that clearly state and they know what they were expecting at this resort. So My quick question is something I'm not sure of. If we don't leave them a review, do they have an option to leave us a review on Airbnb? Yeah. Okay. It, now, when we leave him a review, Airbnb sends him a notification saying, hey, they left you a review. You can re- leave them a review. Right, right. And so it's kind of sitting in a stalemate. Like, I think he kind of knows, okay, I cussed at these people. They can kind of leave me a bad review. And I learned the other day, if you leave a guest a review that's under three stars, they can no longer stay with you. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Same with a guest, though. If a guest leaves you a review under three stars, they can no longer book with you. So, That's good. That's good. You don't want the, an a-hole coming back and, exactly. and booking with you again. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't do. know why they would. Yeah, but exactly. well, who knows? We had one guy; he had stayed with us, and we thought everything was great. He was from our hometown and stuff, and he ended up leaving us a a confusing review. He said, "Be clear, be communicative, or something." And yeah. thanks, I will be back. And left four stars for <laughs> every category. Weird, <laughs> it, 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 that was yeah, that was the weirdest review ever. I'm like, what is this dude talking it's like, about? So does he like us or does he not like us? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so that where was, was this resort at? This is in uh, Florida, right there on the beach. Sea Gardens. Oh, sea Gardens. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, there's, he, some, there's weird guests out there. Yeah, mean, there's people there that you can never satisfy no matter what, you know? That in, is in, true. In any, I mean, restaurant industry, airline industry, there's always people that just think the world's against them, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And it's just, it sounds like one of those guys. Yeah. He was like going off for no reason. I man. think he missed his flight that morning, and I tried to give him directions to the nearest gas station. And maybe he got lost and was pissed and like <laughs> left that review. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only thing I could think of because I thought we were getting along well. Yeah, he didn't have he didn't have Google <laughs> Maps. Yeah, and then the funny thing about it, the dude who uh, cussed at us, he get asked us for directions, right? Yeah. Now in my final confirmation email, I send you directions to the resort. So I don't know get this dude's problem. He was just going off for no reason, man. He had a bad day. Yeah. So I'm Steve. Oh yeah. <laughs> and across from me is Micah, my co host, and Mahogany. We already kind of introduced Mahogany. Yeah. And um and now we introduced us. My wife's sitting over there with the baby watching this. She's like our first fans. Yeah, yeah. Our first fans. Of course the baby's asleep because you know yeah. it's kind of a boring show. It's a full and blown we- <laughs> family podcast today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we got our little doggy over there, Katrina, just chilling, you know, making sure everything's all right. And um yeah, this is um this is Live, let, thrive. See y'all later. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is actually the full crew behind the it right full, here. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Mahogany. Um, you are obviously Micah's um, wife, lovely wife. And mm-hmm. um, so what do you do for the, um, for the business, for y'all's business? Because it is a business. Yeah. Oh, man. I do quite a bit. 
Um, the heavy lifting, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just push the accept button. She takes it from there. Well, there you he, go. He's like the, the bra- the half the brain, and I'm the other half of the brain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, what I do as far as our home Airbnb goes is, you know, once he goes through accepting people, and, you know, sometimes I'll do the exception and maybe read the guest who wants to stay with us, read the reviews, talk to their Facebook page, see if... <laughs> You know, these are people we want to stay with us. Um, oh, okay. Besides that, I do the cleaning once they check in, check out. Micah does help from time to time, but with his schedule, usually people are booking in one after another, and I have a more flexible schedule to get home and clean and wash, Lucky vacuum you. and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, she works from home. She has one of those good jobs. Oh, nice, nice. Um, besides that, I like to – I'm the more the one that you could find talking – deeply with the guests you know michael will do the what's expected you know mm-hmm. greet yourself hey where are you from stuff like that i'm the more person who's like well how many siblings do you have what's your zodiac sign where'd you live when you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so stuff like that um yeah the deep conversations yeah yeah, yeah. she keeps the guests She's entertained engaging. yeah i'm yeah. the one who goes yeah. to the grocery store to make sure we have our room supplied with everything because we do put in our rooms like water some snacks for the guests and yeah. then we need things for like washing the sheets and all that. So I'm the one who pretty much takes care of all that behind the scene type work. So that's all? That's it? Um, as far <laughs> as our timeshare goes, Mike is more off the ground with that. Um, you know, if I'm at home next to the computer, I'll go see if we have dates available that people want to stay, if he's tied up. But mostly between like 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. and sometimes really like 6 a.m. to like 5 in the morning we're getting requests and so Mike is handling that because he knows if it's up to me I'll holler at y'all in the morning because I'm sleeping (laughs) right right (laughs) and when I'm at work so with the timeshare I don't do too much um I manage the Facebook page um live let live let thrive yeah (laughs) one day Michael would I've been slacking lately but yes I do manage those pages that's awesome. You do you do quite a bit. Oh yeah. And we all and we appreciate that very Definitely. much. And um I was going to ask a thing about the about the timeshares cuz I mean you've stayed in them too, right? And that oh, yeah. uh, that's an intriguing topic to me that you could you could own a time the timeshare or whatever however own it whatever. Yeah. And um and you can rent it out on Airbnb. And I'm sure a lot of our our get our guests our um audience yeah. wants to know how that works. I want to know how that works so I can buy me one. Yeah. But so what uh, first question is what makes the what makes timeshares like so cool better maybe superior to just a regular Airbnb? I mean they look really awesome in the pictures. I mean are they a step above? I mean are they? Yeah, the best thing about a timeshare is it's easy. I mean everything's gonna be done for you. Plus you're you're like in a you're in a hotel, but you it's you're you're in a condo because you get a full kitchen. You know what I mean? It's just like an Airbnb. So the best thing about it, you don't have to charge a cleaning fee because they're going to clean it up for you. You don't have to charge any of the extra fees except for the, the security deposit, which isn't charged by you. It's charged by the resort. Um, if anything breaks, it's on them because their credit card's on file. Um, if anything happens like they get hurt, it's all insured by the uh, timeshare resort. So, I mean, the best part about it is all you're doing is pushing accept or decline. Right, That's all you're right. doing. Uh, there's no extra work to it. It's a great source of extra income. Like if we this month we booked in one month we booked three hundred and twenty one days through our timeshare. Oh my god! That's almost the whole year in the month of That's July. Awesome, man. Yeah. So 
It came in handy. Yeah, me and Mahogany <laughs> were kind of looking at like our statements. We were like, dang. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. It sells yeah. cash cow. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> not but yet. And, are they, and they, are they just in the United States or do, are they outside of – have you checked on that? Yeah. Well, I got to check on it. Um, the only ones I know that are like – I know that's far out. We have a bunch in Hawaii. We do have a bunch in Hawaii, but they're booked up. They're hard right? to use. Yeah, right? they're hard yeah. to get. They're that's hard, hard to get. get. Yeah. Maybe Christmas. Oh, they probably even Christmas too. They'd be booked up. Right? Yeah, yeah. Probably wow. like a couple years in advance. Yeah, seriously. Like I know people that li- literally wait for a year and then they book like a timeshare in Hawaii because they know that's what's going to be available. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! So. That's crazy. And we talked on a previous podcast about um, Mahogany's famous lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the guest like the I lasagna. Saw, I see you didn't bring any today, so I just have no. to imagine it. See. I'm on a cleanse, a health cleanse, so everyone in the house is on lockdown too. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's there's a lot of calories in that lasagna. I had to sneak that monster in here, man. Some <laughs> monster energy going on. So you um do you usually cook for the guests or it just every just happens to No, see that was like our second guest. And so I felt kind of pressured to share. Not that I didn't want to. It's just when I cook, I cook for like dinner and lunch the next day. In that yeah. situation, I had to like that the food wouldn't stretch when I was sharing it. But it was like our second guest, so I was like, you know, let me leave a nice touch with them. It was their first time staying in an Airbnb, so I was like, oh, let me get like, give them a good experience. And so, but well, no, you got I a usually great review from that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. he left like a whole two paragraphs. <laughs> he yeah, did. Yeah. He was a good. He guy. Was very cool. And and that's what um, Micah said. Micah told me um, about your first guest go above and beyond. You need those reviews. Yeah. You want to get that super host status, you know. Which we and got. So, and that's that's awesome. Hell, heck yeah. Yeah, I'm loving it. Oh, it did. Yeah, I love it. But uh, I mean, I don't really see much of a difference with the super host. You haven't. I mean, you you said I feel like we're getting blown up just as much as we always have. I don't feel like it's been yeah. anything more except for now people are complaining so yeah that is true that's a very good point people are starting to complain and now that you're a super host <sighs> they feel like you're their personal maid that, that is true that that's a good point point. and we got two phone calls that same day we got cussed out by two different ladies who were confused i guess about how to book or what was going to be included or how far they were from the beach or something Right. I never get calls from the people checking in. She was calling me. I was at work. She had an attitude. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, Look, yeah. Man. That's a good point. Yeah, because that girl... The, okay, the second girl was excused because it was her first time using the platform. Right, right. So she was kind of having trouble booking or whatever. Now, the, the other one, she claimed she didn't get the email. That was... The confirmation email. Yeah, the confirmation email. That was another... Yeah, that was a personal issue on her. But, yeah, people do... I, I remember I, we talked about this in the previous podcast. When you become that super host, people do start to, hey, I need this. What's this? What's that? Because the last two days, we've received three phone calls from guests as we, we've never, ever received before. So, Wow. Yeah. I, I blame it on the summer heat, too. People are <laughs> overheated, yeah. you know, working too hard and having I mean, this, this heat, unbearable heat, right. especially if you live in Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of. Cause kind of wears on you. You kind of at each other's throats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, super host, man. Super host with the most. We'll see what it turns out to be, though, because yeah. we have three months to hold this title. 
before we have to requalify. So we're already on a strong roll to keep it. Yeah, but we already got like five five star reviews. But if we don't want to, we could like easily make someone mad. Obviously, can you Uh, can you downgrade on purpose? That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. You could you purposely make someone mad? No, no, just I just hit up Airbnb and say I don't want it anymore. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, just be like, hey, host guests are asking for too much. Whatever it is, you know. I don't see why you would do. Well, yeah, we'll see though. It could be a coincidence. It was all in one day. You know. I follow um what's his name um Jasper from um uh, what's what's that show called uh, his show um, get paid for your pay it's, yeah it's embarrassing he's probably gonna listen to our show and I'll be <laughs> <laughs> uh, get paid for your pad we, we love that show I've been we yeah. you turned me on to that show uh, it's it's yeah. really great a lot of great information and stuff and um so I was I was I um signed up for his Facebook page mm-hmm. and today he put on there that and and Airbnbs more women run airbnbs than men and that's that's a trip to me i mean it's a it's a 50 percent of airbnbs are run by women uh-huh that's almost every single industry out there men you know yeah run them you know by a long by a long mark but but that's that that tripped me out that's cool is it i guess is it empowering women i don't know i don't know how to ask these What's questions that, airbnb airbnb i mean it's just like it's I actually, you know, women have been in the entrepreneur business for a very long time. You could think back to like 1963 when a stay-at-home mom started Mary Kay because, she, you know, she didn't want to be stuck at home not making any money. Um, right. There's also a lady, Jillian Morris, who actually just started an app called um, Hit List. And with that app, you can put like your perfect vacation on there as far as destination goes and the phone the uh, the hit list will alert you of you know when there's deals to travel to that destination you know so that was a woman so what i'm saying is i don't think it's anything new for women to feel empowered to start a business or to be in control of a business i just feel like now we're being noticed for it more um as well as giving credit for it because a lot of those industries that men do run they did they are the founders of it a lot of those ideas came from their wives at home or they came from women and you know they didn't get the recognition they deserved but they stood by their man or you know their whoever right grandfather great-grandfather and you know yeah yeah i think with uh like airbnb with women being empowered to do it i think they're just better hosts than men you know what i mean like they always say the man can build the house but it'll crumble if you don't have a woman in it yeah I seriously think that's how Airbnb is. Like, honestly, without her, my Airbnb wouldn't run. Yeah. Because she does, like, the cleaning, uh, all the great hospitality stuff. Like, people really, when they're leaving reviews and saying, hey, I felt at home, it's because of Mahogany, not me. I'm kind of in <laughs> Well, the you help. Yeah, yeah, I help. But I'm more or less either on the computer or, you know, doing more Airbnb stuff while she's, like, the backbone of it. She makes it run. Right, so right. I, I think it's almost a perfect, like, even when you go to a hotel, who's running it? Women. That's true. They're way more hospitable than men to me. You know, I think that men are kind of. And like you, yeah. you call whatever credit card company, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the voice you hear guiding you is always a woman's voice, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, you don't want to hear a dude say, press one, you know. <laughs> 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 you, you Just press one for, you know, this service. Exactly. Even though you got to pay a bill, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. (laughs) I'll go ahead and give up that hundred. So they quit calling me already. (laughs) So 
So it was um okay, your house. I mean y'all y'all had the Airbnb, the the condo, you know, standalone condo. Y'all were doing good with that. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know this. If you listen to the previous podcast, we know the story to that. It kind of got shut down because of an uh, illegal prostitution ring, and yeah. uh, not in y'all's. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, not in ours, not in ours. <laughs> I don't want to mislead the yeah. the people. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it got it got shut. Uh, the whole complex stopped doing Airbnb, so y'all went to um, um, corporate rentals. corporate rentals. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so you had the idea, Micah, to start the Airbnb in y'all's own house. Yeah. And how did you react when he told you you're going to have to? Well, see, I was all for the condo, you know. Right. And then he's like, well, let's have him come inside of our house. And I was like, um, no, we're not doing that. I guess my first thought was like the safety, our safety, first of all, and not knowing what kind of people. I didn't really understand how secure Airbnb, the platform is. I was thinking like some Craigslist type stuff, like, you know. Craigslist killer. Oh, I was like, who's going to yeah. be there with us? What if I'm home alone and there's like a man there I don't know? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then also my space. I just, I didn't want people in my house. Right, right. And then I started noticing our two upstairs bedrooms we never go into unless we have company. And I hate wasting stuff. So I was like, I feel like we're wasting it. So once Micah brought me the idea, it took me a while to get on board because I was so against it. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, yeah. I decorated the rooms. I'm like, well, worse comes to worse, you know, at least we could decorate these rooms. Yeah. And so we got to we got on offer up and bought decor and everything for the room and set up the rooms real nice. And I love decorating, so I was so excited about that part alone. That's more cool. so more excited than I was. <laughs> I wasn't that excited about the people coming. I was right, like, right. I get to decorate these rooms, like curtains, bedspreads, the whole nine. Felt so like you were on H G T V. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And like, those are cool tapestries that you put up. I, I like those. The, oh, the yeah, the fabric on the walls. Yeah, wh- where did you get those? I got those off Amazon. Oh, okay, but cool. you can you can find them just about anywhere. Nice, I, I like that. It was a nice touch. It really yeah, it makes it feel more enclosed together. and homey. Yeah, yeah. And some guy was gonna get a tattoo of one of them or something. Yeah, the AT and T guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, guy. So what does this say? Um, I put questions from Mahogany right here, and, and some. Did you put rich dad poor dad, or did I? Put oh, rich? I did. That was oh, fun. okay. <laughs> yeah. So that. So what is that about? Um, that's basically just about when we decided to find like other streams of income. Um, was after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and going to one of the seminars. Yeah. We got really excited about, you know, finding other ways to make money. We looked at the wholesaling idea for a while. We were driving around Dallas looking for houses we could wholesale and then we got introduced to rentals and we didn't really want to do anything long term and yeah. i can't even remember now how we even found out about airbnb micah does a lot of research so it's probably something he like this found something about I oh i remember my loctician i have locks and my loctician told oh, us about yeah. airbnb and then i told micah about airbnb because we were looking at ways to make money so that's what Rich Dad Poor Dad was about. Yeah, that, that changed y'all's minds. Yeah, uh, that yeah, because that in those matter of three months, I read two books and they just kind of just took me off. Like uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, the Cash Quadrant, like it just blew my mind. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, okay. I saw him for the first time. It was on Channel Thirteen. Really? Uh, Kiyosaki. Yeah, yeah, and he's and he drew that quadrant and stuff. Yeah, it's like whoa, you know. Of course, I didn't do nothing with it, but I just yeah. thought it was it was the coolest thing. Red Rich Dad Poor Dad, 
and yeah, it's a, it's a great mindset book. Um, did y'all did y'all see him? He actually spoke at the event. No, it was a it was a pitch sale. That's what it was, man. They, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, okay, get two hundred dollars for this package. We're like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so then they come in there. They're like, hey, you can learn how to wholesale, learn how to lease option. You just got to give us fifteen grand. Cool. What? Like, no, it's a dude. A dude in there. How many many people in there? Well, the one dude who said uh, his dad, he was a police officer, and he said his dad left him all that money, like 50 grand. He gave it all to him, man. Oh, I'm like, you just gave him $46,000? Your dad's pissed off right now, man. (laughs) You know, honestly, as much as we learned in that class, and it was about a couple hundred each to attend that seminar, it was a seminar, I feel like all the stuff I walked away with was a lot yeah. To even get us to where we're at right now. So I strongly yeah. believe if he paid that much, he learned some good stuff. I honestly believe that. I think I so. wherever I he's at, so. he's doing well because That's it was true. a pitch sale and I felt kind of ripped off. But now once we walked away from the seminar, I felt like we learned a lot. We were on fire and like ready to start something. And we and did. Y- and y'all paid 200 bucks. That yeah, was 200 bucks. Okay. That's not too bad yeah, for yeah. all you learned. And everything. Yeah. 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 It yeah. changed our lives, so you know what I mean. Because yeah. I, I have a partner that dropped thirty G's on one of those things, and he um, wanted to take the class. Had you know the personal one on one, the thirty it cost yep, thirty that. grand, <laughs> and they got him into a couple houses and um, got him into some uh, uh, some trouble with them. He bought he went Uh-oh. he went for some home runs right away with some expensive houses. So Dang. yeah, so he got kind of he's still trying to sell one of them. It's been a while. Oh no. So yeah, there's there's. Uh, Hopefully, he, he a lot of them. Too deep. It works out for a lot of people, but you know, I could see it not working out for. I've seen it firsthand, where it didn't work out so good. You know, because they set you up with their team, their guys, blah blah blah, and you. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the issue. If you're a brand new, a newbie, start out small. I think you know it's the best. Yeah. It's the best way, and 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 that's what we're doing. I think us three, you know, yeah. kind of starting out, dipping our toe in a little bit. We're not going over here buying a $500,000. Let's, <laughs> let's mortgage everything and go for it. You know, yeah. I don't, I think, you know, nine out of 10 times or what, what 99 out of a hundred times that yeah. probably doesn't work, work out so good. Yeah. I, I, just, I just couldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable driving 46. <laughs> <laughs> 46. Geez. That's a couple of, that's a couple down payments, man. Yeah, that's a, you could have a couple houses with that. Straight up. That's how I look <laughs> right at it. Right away. You know, so um, let me see. What did I ask? Uh, what's your favorite part of Airbnb? That was um, your favorite thing, favoritest thing. My favorite thing, I would say my favorite thing is meeting new people. Oh, cool. Um, I yeah. love meeting people. <laughs> I guess that's another way I help the business. I meet just about everyone. That's why when Micah went out and met you guys, I was so proud because he's not one to just branch out and start talking to people. So I guess I'm rubbing off on him. That's why I love I love traveling myself. You know, I get to meet people all over the world. I work for an airline, so I get to hop on a plane and, and check things out. That's with awesome. a, with a new baby, you know, it's a little bit. We haven't gone anywhere yet, and I kind of yeah. miss it. And so, but yeah, that's the best the best part. I, I started a group on um, on Facebook for um, for my fel- my fellow coworkers at mm-hmm. American Airlines called American Airlines Couch Surfers. And I and I told you about couch surfing yeah. a while back. And it's just for us uh, airline folks to, if we have a place to, what, why I thought of it was because, um, some, there was, there was a bad weather day. I remember I was working at the airport and I just, I went upstairs and I was walking around and I just saw all these people. It was, it was late at night, you know, and I saw all these people just laid out on the ground and this and that. There was no planes coming or going. 
And I thought to myself, I wonder how many of these people are airline, you know, my fellow fellow airline employees that are stuck here. Yeah. And we got people here that live here that could help them out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I just like, what? Well, I'm going to start a group of, you know, just employees and stuff like that. Just play it with with a doggy yeah. Sorry. <laughs> cool. and so um i, I started a group helping each other out and you know and couch surfing was popular back then and so i just i thought of doing that and i just and i've met some like friends for life yeah. by just having people staying here and uh, me staying over there at their place i stayed in barcelona for free i yeah. stayed in different spots nice. you know and i uh, have a friend in in buenos aires argentina and so I have a have a spot over there for free, and it's just yeah. it's just really cool. I know Airbnb ain't you know free, but it's yeah. it's a it's it's not it's affordable. Yeah, and you get to meet cool people that are traveling all over the place and uh, making friends, maybe making yeah. you know I mean, connections. Uh, you know, think about it: it's forty dollars a night for an entire well for a private room in a house where you just need to crash and roll out. That's pretty cool. You know it's, what I mean? It's, it's the best, man. Yeah, and and um. Couchsurfing is cool. I don't know if I, I guess it still exists, but um, yeah, that's I mean Airbnb. It's it's it. I think it actually literally is bringing people together from all across across the globe. And it's awesome, honestly. I feel like Airbnb is a good thing for this day and time. We have people from all different cultures, races stay with us, and I feel like it really kind of kills the racism prejudices and like kind of kills that whole stereotype because we have every type of people staying with us and it hasn't been any problems it's been really welcoming and really cool to connect with different people and kind of just kill the stereotype of racism and prejudices in general that's all the tv throws at us man i mean it's just uh, it's i don't know the tv just it kind of wants to create division create Mm -hmm. you know corrupt our minds stuff like that but really we we sit down and everybody's cool with each other from what i've noticed you know (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean i've traveled to of course i go to mexico a lot you know my wife's from there guadalajara i go to the hood in guadalajara and i'm I'm not getting shot at i mean (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) i've been east la and uh um, I've heard gunshots, but I never, I've never yeah. been shot at myself. Never hit me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, once you start, people, and, and like, even at my work, we have yeah. unlimited travel. All, fly all you want for freaking free, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the best thing ever. And I'll, and I'll tell people, you know, older generations, or even the younger ones, some younger ones, I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, go, we're going to Europe, this we're going to England. Or, huh? what, what, what about the terrorists, man? What about, yeah. what about this and that? And I was like... I said, y'all really need to get out there and travel. Yeah. They won't leave the state of Texas. They have all these flight benefits, yeah. and they'll they'll go to San Antonio. Yeah. They'll go to whatever. You know how many people? Remember we told people we wanted to go to Accra, Ghana. Yeah. How many people were like, "Oh, you're gonna get yellow fever." I'm like, oh, "You're gonna man. get Ebola." You're gonna get yeah. I'm like, man, come on, really? Turn off the TV, man. <laughs> it's it's just they just want to instill fear in us, you yeah. know, and they want us to get us so scared and and just be in our little bubbles and not go anywhere and just pop those um feel-good pills that they sell, <laughs> prescriptions, pills. I, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really passionate about travel. You, yeah. People judge Mexico all the time. I said, just fly. Just go over there. It's, yeah. You're not going to get shot. You're not going to get killed. You're not going to get whatever. I know I want to go. Yeah, and, it, and yeah. it's just... And um, and I've I've been different places all over the world, and, I'm, and I, I never... I'm not scared. Yeah. I'm not... There's Of course, you go to Europe, there's less guns over there, if you think about it. Than oh, yeah. Here. And it's... um. I don't know. I just I, I travel without without that fear mentality, and and I've met so many cool people all over the world. I, yeah. I love it, and I, I think 
That's what that's what Airbnb represents, you know. Yeah. They're bringing us together, bringing different people together. They even did that that ref, host refugees program, stuff like yeah. that, which is really neat. And because um, of course people stereotype and everything, uh-huh. all those people are evil. They're gonna freaking blow up, you know. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Just, that's the, that's what that's what the media creates. It's what you they know? create. They want to create chaos. And that's why us, people turn off the media and listen to podcasts. Keep us scared and dependent on the government. You know. Sorry, I just went off on a no. long t- <laughs> tirade <laughs> there. But um, back to Airbnb. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> so, um, what was I gonna? I was gonna ask. Uh, okay, husband and wife working together in a business. Do y'all butt heads over stuff sometimes, and, and what kind of things? Like, do y'all just have little minor disagreements about? You want to start, or I want to start? <laughs> you can go ahead, say yours. <laughs> no, the biggest thing that we butt heads out about in business is not the business itself. It's time. It's time. Like, okay. because we not only do we work. I work a contract job. I do contracts. Mahogany work. We both work full time, pretty much, and then soon as we get off, sometimes we have Airbnb stuff to do. Like, I know I'm taking bookings all day. And then my wife, she comes home. Sometimes we don't get enough time with each other and they kind of bump heads with that. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing. And it's like me wanting his time. Like, (laughs) all right, can you just reply to that request later? And it's like, well, you know, we're trying to become a super host. So now that we're super hosts, I'm like, okay. We could we could spare some time before we yeah. respond to every single person, mm-hmm. so we still have our family life, not right, just right. all about Airbnb, which it kind of does become that. And to get to the top, you do have to kind of sacrifice that time. Yeah, but sometimes it's an argument about how much time that is. And what are ways that y'all could remedy that um, situation, that that time situation? Maybe a virtual reality. Uh, what yeah. are they called? What are they called? Virtual. Um, virtual assistant. Assistant or someone oh. else to manage, help man. I don't know. What, what? Uh, uh, well, I've been using a Viva IQ from Get Paid for Your Pad. He was talking about it. Um, what you can do with the Viva IQ is you can set up all your messages to be automated. Oh, nice, um, nice. That was one way. Um, we eventually, because I think we're up to what. 50, almost six, yeah, 65 listings on Airbnb. We're up to 65. So what we're eventually going to do is once we get it like really rolling to where we can up our prices to we're making a big profit margin, we're going to just start probably give it to someone and let them do it for us, you right, know? Right. So, you know, that, that and it, like Robert Kiyosaki said, you move from out of self-employed to a business owner. Yeah. You know, right yeah. now we're kind of self-employed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's... um. So, okay, so and, and the fifty or you said fifty or sixty or, or units or how many Six, units? Sixty-five. Sixty-five listings. units uh, listings, and of course, most of those are the um, timeshare. Timeshare. Yeah. We have three of our own. Right, right, and 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 you wanna how many of your own do y'all wanna accumulate? Oh, as many as we can. Yeah, just keep <laughs> snapping mean, them up. I remember the goal was what we wanted. We wanted to cash flow ten grand a month, right? Yeah. So. The only way we could do we we, we were gonna go go all condos and do the corporate rentals on all condos, yeah. but that was our number was to get ten grand a month. But we're kind of changing now because we've been doing the house hacking thing with our Airbnb. So yeah. like maybe we can do a duplex, you know, things like that. So it's really all about the location. It depends on what location we can get them. Yeah. Like if we can get some. You know, and I think you're really brave to be doing the South Padre Island, which is pretty awesome because you're not, you don't have remote access to it. But if you can get your team scheduled, like you guys have planned, your cleaner to come in and, you know, that's what's so great about the timeshares, as Mike had mentioned, is we don't have to worry about that. But I feel like 
I'd want to get something far away that would be nice, like on an island somewhere yeah. that I know would be booked year-round and we don't have yeah. to worry about paying back the timeshare. Oh, that's kind of like what we were talking about, the guy we ran into this week um, for uh, Ghana. He oh, said, yeah. yeah, the guy from Ghana, he's like, oh, yeah, Airbnb's taking off over there. Oh, yeah, my coworker's husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, and so nice. he was kind of giving us that idea, and we've always wanted to build a house over there. That's actually where we want to retire. So, oh, dude, yeah. yeah. I mean, how did y'all discover Ghana? Of all places in the world, what made y'all? Who's it, our friend? Uh, we have good friends, yeah. um, and she's from Ghana, uh-huh. and she had gave us a lot of information on it. And we were, we were really excited about it, just kind of like, you know, what they stand for, what it looks like, how they're making changes there, right. yeah. just being a part of something new that's yeah, good. Also, the, the money-wise, how we could transfer oh, yeah. the money. She's like, yeah, you get 10 grand, take it to Ghana, you can get a mansion built. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, there's like 40,000 Ghana cities right here, and it's this huge mansion. I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah. So, that's awesome. and that's why people need to travel, man. You never uh-huh. know what your dollar can do for you. you know? Exactly. And that's what's cool about what what um, Jasper does from um, get paid for your pad. Yeah. He's a he's literally a nomad. He don't mm-hmm. have a res. Well, he has he owns a few spots, but he doesn't have like a primary residency. He just hops all over the globe, and he'll he'll work from wherever. You know, he'll manage his listings from wherever and do his podcast from wherever. He was in Thailand and he, he was in yeah. Russia and I mean I, I mean he just that's how he lives I mean of course I have some I mean if we do interview him one day you know fingers crossed so many questions to ask him about how you know how does one live that way but um, I guess we're just you know we're brought up we're programmed you you know you buy your house you know two cars and a three po- or two point three kids or whatever whatever yeah. the <laughs> two point three kids and um, get your job and then hopefully one day retire and then blah 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 live on the beach that's what we're programmed there but but there's there's, there's I, I that's what's cool about the Airbnb share economy all this stuff and how we can manage everything online and just live wherever the hell we want exactly and especially living where the dollar stretches farther you know exactly and um. I heard one uh, one podcast. This guy, he, I mean, he just he lives in he lived in Barcelona. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Argentina. Because uh-huh. the, the the dollars like is or their whatever peso whatever they use is like twenty to one. So wow. he makes his money comes from you know United States that he ma- he makes and he lives over there like a he lived like a king over there you know <laughs> and just not being tied down to like if if he lived in L A he I mean whatever he may you know barely stay above water exactly but, but to set up your life. To get these revenue, you know, streams coming in and living in somewhere that where your do- dollar goes farther. I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing. You're right. I never thought about that. Maybe we need to Airbnb in the house out and roll out. <laughs> there you, <go. laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, I have a friend from Ghana actually, and he told me uh, that y'all need to go check out the mountains over there. He said it's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. yeah check that out. Because um. Yeah, and I have another friend that went for the presidential the inauguration that happened a few months back, and he was showing me the pictures and stuff. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And he said it was, it was really hot. You know, he was sweating the whole time, and the food kind of <laughs> the food he has to. It was it was kind of hard on him because he wasn't used to that kind of food. You know, whatever however they you know eat and spicy. So I heard it messed them up pretty good. No, no Nigerian <laughs> food is spicy. Really? Yeah. Oh, Nigerian <laughs> food. Yeah, it's real spicy. That's cool. Where was where where were we? What questions do you want to ask your wife, Micah? I don't know. I think your question was uh it was a really good question when you asked it. It, it was 
raising a kid in an Airbnb environment because we do have a two year old. So right, right. Um, <laughs> I'll let Mahogany start with that one. <laughs> well, it's it's not really that bad on our part. I guess you'd want to ask our Airbnb guests. I feel like we keep him pretty quiet. To the point where he's not just obnoxious, like, oh, my God, I hear a baby crying downstairs. And he's a pretty good kid. He doesn't get into too much. He's, yeah, in the terrible twos, but he listens well. I can't say that. We have a son who can mind pretty well. So he's not, you know, going upstairs trying to open the guest door. And So I feel like it's not an issue having a kid. It kind of interferes with our, with our, you know, love life in a way because he sleeps in our room. In a in a playpen, and yeah. you know we lock the door at night, so all three of us are in the room. Um, when we don't have guests, <laughs> we let him go back upstairs to his room. Yeah, and he he loves his room. Like he has his own crib, his TV. He can watch what he wants. When he's in our room, he has a curfew. He, well, he, he has can only curfew watch his, his room. Well, yeah, but he can watch his TV all night. Yeah, you know if he wants to watch his little ABCs going, you know he can do that. Yeah. In our room, That's he cool. can't do that. So it's not really that bad having a kid. It's it's funny when you also <laughs> mentioned love life because I have a, a seven week old right yeah and um <laughs> so y'all, y'all remember those days oh yeah and yep. um gone it's full disclosure here like, we're all adults <laughs> listening to this show right so you know after a woman has a baby depending on how the the birth went and everything they need time to recuperate yeah so oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the fi- the time finally rolled around where you know you can. <laughs> Kick it a little bit with your wifey, and um, get in, kick it a little I'm, bit. I don't know how to explain this. And kick so it I a little bit. Yeah. Get in the, I know, you know what you mean. Getting the getting the room ready and yeah. the boys to men on and and, <laughs> <laughs> and so put the baby in her. That was the first time we put the baby in her crib, and and I, I don't want to go into too much detail. Anyways, I was um, I was doing the darn thing, and, and so. And the baby started crying in the they other know. room, and I was just like throwing a wet blanket oh. on everything. It was, I was like, "Wow!" I'll give you some tips crazy. for that off air, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, please off air. <laughs> show me how to. <laughs> <laughs> gotta but get that. Gotta get that rabbit action going, the man. Str- <laughs> oh my god! Okay, this is turning like PG thirteen. Oh yeah. Okay, back to Airbnb. PG thirteen. <laughs> we didn't say one cuss word though, so yeah. you know. Yeah, I back think, um, to uh, back, Airbnb. Back to the lesson that, okay. Lesson. <laughs> Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> but, you know, we're just bouncing things off each other. Let's see. Um, where were we? Where were we? Mahogany? Got anything to add? Anything oh, to say? one good question about Mahogany. Uh, your real estate license is coming oh, along. Yeah. Why are yeah. you getting your real estate license? Uh, well... I'm getting my real estate license, first of all, just to kind of bring more income into the home by selling houses. Um, Also, for us to have quicker access to the MLS, you know, when we do decide to buy more properties, so we can kind of know what's out there before everyone else does. Well, besides all the other realtors, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just a little more of an advantage. Um, Be on both sides of the table when we do decide to close on another property. Um, and but most of all, really just bringing more money into the house, trying to get closer to our goal, bringing in 10000 a month so we can, you know, retire, relax, or keep working because I like my job. So right, I don't right. think I want to just retire from it. I'd still work it as long as 
it allowed me to do our personal business too. Well, that's cool. When when you said um, about the um, you know getting first dibs on the houses or, or you know being checking out the MLS, and but you and then you said of course all the other realtors or whatever have access to it too or looking at it too. The the one leg up I see is that you know people crunch the numbers and say, will this work as a rental? You know, that's what people mm-hmm. look at. If I buy this house, my mortgage is a uh, thousand a month and I can rent it out for 1100. Mm-hmm. It, that wouldn't be so desirable. Cause you know, you'd probably be losing money cause you're you know, having to fix things and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that same house that you're paying a thousand on close to a stadiums or college or whatever, an Airbnb person would see it as I can make 2000 off that. Exactly. So the numbers work. So you mm-hmm. c- you could jump on those houses, especially the borderline ones that they're not that people don't want to snap up. That investors don't want to snap up because they're still looking at it with the uh, long term renters goggles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what Airbnbers look at it differently. Yeah, I think that's an advantage too for people doing Airbnb, like going around looking at property. You're looking at it out of a different scope than someone looking. Hey, I just want a long term tenant in there. Like even when we were at the real estate investment meeting, I believe Monday. The guy, I remember he kept asking questions. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. Man, hold on. So I could rent out each room or I could make this much. I'm like, yeah, see, if you have more, actually, it's kind of good that we don't have a lot of people looking at it like that. More houses for us. But more for us. yeah, you know, <laughs> but no, I, I think that's like a new way to look at things, you know, and I think Airbnb is on the rise where people are starting to realize, hold on, I can really make 1600 a month instead of a thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So, and so, um, yeah, that meetup, that was crazy. I mean, that, cause we went to a meetup, uh, a, f- a couple of days ago. Yeah. I can't say Monday cause this thing might drop on whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, um, a few days ago we went to like, um, a meetup and still, and, 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 and you had been to this meetup before. Yeah. And, uh, uh, J- 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 Jabron. Jabron. Yeah. Jabron was Shout out to it. Jabron, man. Shout out to Jabron. It was not. A BP meetup, okay. Just want to get this clear <laughs> to the lawyers out there. It was just a meetup, just friends drinking beers and eating French fries. And so, <laughs> and so we went to this. I I bumped into him first because I was ordering my food at that yeah. place, and I could tell it was Jabron, or, or you know, I was like, hey, what's up, man? You run this meetup, and um, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, nice. He's real, real, you know, professional. He's professionally dressed, real engaging. Yeah, he's a sharp talking. guy. Sharp, yeah, sharp dude. And he was um, making jokes, right? We were just, yeah. it made you feel comfortable. He, he, yeah. he was running the show. It was like, oh, yeah. cool, man. And um, and so we, um, he, I told him, I said, yeah, I know Micah. You know, we do our pod, Airbnb. He said, oh. oh, Airbnb guys. Yeah. We've already, we've already told everybody there will be no discussions of Airbnb tonight. He looked serious, but he was joking. Because you know? oh. like, last time Micah started talking about it and everybody just wanted to talk about Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. The whole oh. table was like, what? <laughs> and so, and I, think, I, think, I think one of the guys at the, at the meetup requested, hey, can we not talk about so much about Airbnb this time? Oh, really? Yeah, you also did. <laughs> and, and it's, it, it, hey, it's intriguing. It's, it's yeah. a cool... Very. Yeah, and so... Um, so we ended up, of course, talking about Airbnb yeah. at the place. Yeah, that's like the good part, of, good thing about real estate to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best part. It's the most. It's the 
I fresh. see it as the, as the whatever the the young generation yeah. versus yeah. the old generation. You know, this is how we do things. Me, blah, yeah, blah. me too. And then the younger generation, ah, you know, we're looking at it differently. We're doing things differently. You know, it's not yeah. it's not wrong. There's no right or wrong. You know, whatever. It's um, VHS versus DVD, Blu-ray, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I think that's what the share economy is, man. It's like, you know, the older generation, they're used to the taxi. Now Uber's starting to come around. And you know, that older generation always instills that fear into the younger generation. Right. Oh, uh, you have Uber. Who's coming to pick you up? Who's coming to pick you up in a taxi? You don't know these people. You know, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I'm for real. Like, they, they instill this fear, like, Oh, you're going to have Airbnb guests. Who's going to stay in your house? Who's staying in your long-term house? Who, who's over there for exactly. those six months you exactly. aren't in there? You know, might be running a meth operation. I'm just saying, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like... Prostitution ring or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was an older guy running a prostitution ring. <laughs> but, oh, but, yeah, you know, people do instill those fears that, you know, just shouldn't be there. So my, <laughs> It's funny you said about fears. My, um, my dad and stepmom, I, I told... I told you last cast that they live in, in Keller, Keller, yeah. Texas. And they live on this this real cool um this cool big ranch house up on a hill, you know? And like away from everything. And beautiful views and it's like real cool. It'd be great Airbnb. And I've told them you can make some money off this because I mean all the kids are gone, right? Mm-hmm. And they have like like three extra rooms and they have like a upstairs that's just game room kinda that, and, and it's just them two. And you know, I said, Y'all Dang. can make some money off these extra rooms. Of course they ba- they do babysitting and I said it's, it's it's adults. You don't have to babysit adults. Yeah. You know you don't have to wipe no you know butts. And <laughs> <laughs> so, but then and, and I think my dad actually told me this. He goes, well, well, we don't know what people they are. Um, what if they come in there and slit our throats? Right. <laughs> wow, man. Think I'm works. telling you, axe murder, like the yeah. Craigslist fears. Like I mean, it's, it's just instilled in people. I'm like, dad, there's you can pick and choose. There's there's yeah. people people get raided. Yeah. On this on this site, you know, and and you, someone. What? Plus, we're in Texas. This is a gun-friendly state. Gun-friendly. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. You know. And but honestly, fear will stop people from doing a lot of things. A lot. Of, I was yeah. afraid of. I wouldn't say I was fearful. I was just like, didn't like the idea of it. Not because I was so much scared, but I didn't want to give up my space. Hey, well, everybody's on there. Facebook now, though. No one uses MySpace. That's true. Anymore. No, MySpace. <laughs> 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 like the third time you said MySpace. That's MySpace. Right. It got me reminiscing. But yeah, fear will <laughs> stop you from doing a lot of things. So to anyone out there who wants to do Airbnb and they're like, you know, I'm scared. You know, you're never going to get anywhere if you stay in your bubble of fear. You're supposed to step out of your comfort zone. And that's when you grow. That's when you see new things happen. That's when your, you know, your bank account starts to change for the better. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's when things kind of get better for you is when you step out of the fear zone if you're going to stay in the fear zone you can forget a lot of things like having kids ever getting married ever being successful ever getting off of that eight to five job you should be fearful of once you hit retirement age and you can only manage about you know ten dollars a day to live to have money left over at the end of the month that's what you should fear like exactly this is no time for being fearful of what if someone come kills me like what are the chances of that happening like people don't walk around killing people usually also, and that you know, can happen anywhere. Not yeah. That could happen. You know, the, the fear time. of that, it comes from the TV. If you look at who sits up and watch TV all day. I watch Lifetime old, a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean like the news, though. The news, oh, yeah. that, that's oh, yeah. that target, older Constant target fear. market. You know yeah. what I mean? They're creating that fear. And they project it on you. you if know? it bleeds, it leads. That's yeah. What, that's there how the go. news you know, views things. 
they want to put the most gory, most crazy stories out there. Yeah. And, and, and they have, and it's funny when I go, um, to work every morning, you know, I, my, my shift starts at 6 AM. Mm-hmm. So we get there before six and they have, uh, in, in the break room, we all, before we select our jobs by seniority, mm-hmm. they have the big screen TV and they're blasting the, the 6 AM news. And it's just murder. It's just car yeah. crashes. It's this and that. I'm like, God, I have to turn. I literally turn my back to the TV because I don't want yeah. that energy yeah. starting my day. And the and the older generation, they love freaking news, especially with the 24 hour news nowadays. Oh my god! <laughs> it used to just you know you get news two or three times a day. That was the news, you know. Yeah. But now it's 24 hours. There's every you know there's like five or six different channels just pumping it out, and they're and they have to start creating stuff, right? Yeah. They, I mean, everything's breaking news. Yeah. And it's just all this stuff pumping fear into people, just just making us. Like, even if you look at the last six news stories on Airbnb, it's never good. They want to find, hey, someone got hacked up in their house on Airbnb. The latest story, the dude who pushed the lady down the stairs to get her out of his house. Like, wow. come on. You, oh, in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, come on. The one out of how many times has that happened? You know, and they... That's just how it works, man. That's just yeah. And and someone and and I, and I heard um I heard someone say that how come you never hear about hotel rooms getting trashed because it <laughs> it's not newsworthy. People want to hear Airbnb gets trashed, you know. Yeah. But how many more hotel rooms get trashed as opposed to Airbnbs? Because <laughs> anybody can go in there and rent a hotel room, right? Credit anybody. card and you're in. And you're in. Yeah, there's no there's no, no rating ratings system. on you. Nothing. <laughs> you you can pay. You can pay with cash even. Or I don't know. I don't know how that works anymore with with nice hotels. Uh, maybe by the hour you can pay for you know a block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, how many hotel rooms get trashed compared to Airbnbs? I mean, it's it's astronomical the difference, you know. But it won't make the news. Yeah. No one cares if a hotel room gets trashed. Yeah. Mm-mm. But. but. Anyways, fears. I guess yeah. Yeah, uh, we're talking kinda. about fears. Oh, <laughs> uh, one good thing you were doing this week uh, with your friend. She's this. We can actually turn this into a business. Oh. Um, yeah, she's actually helping people set up their Airbnbs. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. So far, I have a, a friend of mine who lives up the street. Her and her husband have a spare bedroom in their house, and she's been wanting to invest some money. She used to invest in cars, and she'd sell those. Um, she sold her last car she had and she wanted to start something new. And I had told her about Airbnb and I sent her to the podcast. She listened to the first one. I also sent her to shampoo and booze and some other ones. Um, so she's like, okay, can you, can I, can you take me, can you, can you take me shopping? You know, she was paying for everything, but she's like, can you go shopping with me? I want to set up my room. So I pretty much got a chance to decorate her whole room for her. And it was so fun. That's like my passion. That's awesome. And so it was a lot of fun. And her room is beautiful. And she's going to start renting her rooms out for 45 a night. She's just waiting on that final front door lock so people could enter their key code. Yeah. And so she'll start, um, by the end of this month, she'll be an Airbnb host, her and her Sweet. husband. Yeah. So you never thought of doing interior design or something like that? Um, I never thought about doing it for a living. Um, I would love to. I just hadn't thought of it because I didn't think I was that good at it until I started you know, I would decorate my living room <clears throat> at home, and it was nice. Then our bedroom and stuff like that around the house. But then I did our upstairs rooms for Airbnb, and I was like, wow, these look really nice. I'm getting a lot of compliments. And then I've always loved decorating. Like, I used to rearrange my whole house when I was little. Like, I just, like, start moving <laughs> couches and 
putting pictures in different places and my parents would come home and the whole house would be like rearranged. Yeah. So it's always, it's always been something I love doing. You know, and what you said, like you found out you love doing interior design just off starting an Airbnb business. And that's what I want to tell people. Don't be afraid of failure. Cause if you're afraid of failure, you're afraid of success. <laughs> so like me, I found out I like the hospitality business off starting my own Airbnb. Shocking. Oh, yeah, I know. I don't like people, but, <laughs> but no, now he loves people. Yeah. So, my wife, she found out she likes interior design. Now we can, hey, we can probably create a bigger business off this. So that's one good thing about starting your own business. You find out what you do like, what you don't like. Instead of, we all go to college. We all went to college. You go to college, you sit in a classroom, you get a job. Then you're like, do I really like doing this? You right, know, right. instead of having that entrepreneurial mindset. So like I love my job, but I wouldn't want to move up to like a supervisor position, which I've had an opportunity to do. I want to stay right where I'm at. Like, I don't have any desire, really, to move around in my business company. I work for Child Protective Services in Dallas County, Mm -hmm. Texas, and it's nothing I want to move around. I don't want to leave, but I don't want to – I don't care to move up. I'd rather start, like, real estate and then keep doing our businesses through Airbnb and eventually our own websites. That's what I would prefer to do. So you answered the exact question I was about to ask. Really? I mean, you saw it on the I'm list. I'm so smooth. I said, I, I, and I read, <laughs> right, you're psychic. Women are psychic. Uh, I, and I put it on there. I said, question for all of us. Has your newfound entrepreneurial spirit hindered your desire to advance and move up in your current job? And you just answered it like verbatim, like what the question was. Well, Micah, yeah. you're and, fired. oh really you gonna walk on my show and fire me okay (laughs) you only need one artist here let me cut his mic over here no uh that question i i actually agree i'm not you know in my job i'm uh i'm a contractor so i kind of i bid on jobs i take them for x amount of months or however long and then i work it i'm not no i'm not more was it What's the word I'm looking for? Motivated. Yeah, I'm not motivated to get more certifications. You know, I yeah. really lost that motivation after I read Rich Dad Poor Dad because it's like if you're working for somebody, you can't you can't retire off that. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, um, you can't fulfill yourself. You can't have that financial freedom. And I know I'm at that point where I'm not just. I, I like my job. I have the coolest coworkers. I love my coworkers, man. I have you rolling all day. But as far as moving up. I'm not really that into it. Do you want to become a supervisor or something like nah, that? Nah, man. Plus, I don't like being in charge of people. And the, yeah, and and I and of course I'm I'm um I'm like you I'm like y'all. I just um I I'm at a spot where I it's real flexible. I could I could take off if I need to. I could work extra if I need to. I can kind of set my own schedule. And um and there are opportunities. And my friends have already bounced and went to other spots. And yeah, it made a little bit more money, but they're working a lot more hours, a lot more responsibility. And it's like, man, it just, that would take away all my, my time that I needed to, to grow my business. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, the, getting that motivate, that, um, um, entrepreneurial spirit really squashed all that, you know, it climbed the corporate ladder thing for me. Cause yeah. I just, cause, and I, and I have friends that have climbed up, but then mm-hmm. they go and buy a McMansion, they go buy these expensive cars and it's just yep. like, they're just. The more they went up, the more money they spent. So it's like they're still at square one or below square one. Buy that liability, man. Buy, Buy the liabilities. Yeah. 
And I, that's exactly what happens, man. And and I, and it's funny. I told my wife that, and my wife's from Mexico. She, you know, she's she's getting better at English, and she and she's um she's learning pretty good. Mm-hmm. And um, but like it was, I think I was talking to her last year, and I and my brother was talking about selling his truck, and I was like, hmm. I was like, I didn't, I don't need a truck. I have a little bitty little Toyota, like nineteen eighty nine Toyota, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it works great. I don't need a truck, but I was like, it, it was a big fancy truck, and I was like, hmm, I was wondering, well, he's gonna sell it, you know, he's probably giving me a good deal, maybe twelve grand. I was asking her, I was like, what do you think? And she's like, she and she told me, do you want to buy assets or do you want to buy liabilities? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard it, so I was like, oh man, I was so proud of her at that moment. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right, I don't, I don't need Talk it. Let's, you down. let's get the next house, you know. That's uh, that. There you go. That ten G's could get me another house, and, exactly. I, and I just started thinking that way. And so, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man, being yes. an entrepreneur. There you go, yeah. man. Yeah. Go so, for it. It's a, it's don't a, be afraid to jump. Don't be afraid. Just do it. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, this is a, a good show, a great show. Uh, I'd like to thank Miss Mahogany for um, joining us. No and, problem. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, and if you need a job on this cast, you know, we could always <laughs> shift people around. Cool. <laughs> So anything y'all want to add? Anything um, y'all wanted to discuss before we head out? Um, I just say everyone out there who's interested in doing Airbnb or any long-term or short-term rentals, like don't be afraid. Just go for it if that's something you want to do. Like don't go right. crazy investing a whole bunch of money into it. Like I had told my friend who started her room recently, like you don't have to go get the most expensive comforters, pillows, front door locks decorations like start cheap if you're afraid of losing money and then the money will come in for you and you can use Mm -hmm. that money to upgrade if you would like so don't be afraid on the money aspect don't be afraid we've been doing it about six six months months now Mm -hmm. and we're still here we haven't had any incidences that concern our safety at all or our son's safety i'll be the first to tell you i work for child protective services I am going to make sure my son's safe. And so you guys don't have to worry about your kids. Lock them up in the room with you. Put locks on their doors if you're afraid of something (laughs) like that. You know, if you want to do it, make it happen. Just go ahead and take that leap of faith and go for it. So cool. Well, good good podcast. Yeah. uh, Oh, um, we're up on the website now, liveletthrive.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Live Let Thrive. Uh, Where else are we? Oh, our Arlington. Oh, my bad. (laughs) <laughs> the Arlington Airbnb meetup. Um, you can go to our page, join up with that. If you want to join up and meet us, we have beer, drink, talk real estate. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all of, all of this info will be on the website, right? Yeah. LiveLetThrive.com. You can find our emails, phone number for the want to leave a voicemail. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's anyone left one yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet, man. They're scared. They're intimidated yeah. by such, you know, powerful Airbnb minds. I think that's what it is. <laughs> You know, the gurus. Isn't that right, Mahogany? I think that's, I think she's, she's nodded her head. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we're out there, man. Hit us up. You want to sign us off, Mahogany? All right. This is Live, Let, Thrive. This is episode five. Please stay tuned for next Sunday. Episode six. You won't want to miss it. Again, I'm Mahogany Artist, and thanks for having me. She's good. Yeah, you're signing <laughs> off the rest of them, man. man. That was a good one, Dang. We, we sit here and struggle to sign off. Okay. All right. Peace. Peace out. Have a good week.